morning, good evening, good afternoon. My name is Viv. And I'm Tyler. And you're listening to Treadmill Talk. In Treadmill Talk, we'll sit down with industry experts in the world of health and fitness, some good banter and yarns along the way. We're all about nutrition, nutrition training, training and lifestyle. lifestyle. Powered by Flex Fitness. Hey guys, welcome back to Treadmill Talk. We're here today with episode four, joined by a special athlete in the studio today. What an achievement, we've already done four. We're up to number four. So today we've spoken about nutrition, we've yep. done food prep, we've done training for yes, bodybuilders. We have. Um, what are some of your key takeaways or what oh, are some things okay. you've learned? So probably some key things you can start your diet with. Yep. Just finding protein, meats and dairy, like the right things in the supermarkets. For me, because I don't know any of that stuff. Just learning about, you can just use your hand as a size portion. That's a guide, yeah. 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 The biggest yeah. thing for me, nutrition-wise, was the amount of protein, especially for guys. Yeah. Guys always think, you know, the more protein, the better. The bigger yeah. I'm going to get, the yeah. more shakes I take. But there's a set amount of protein that, yes. you know, our bodies can only physically take on. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who haven't listened to the previous podcast or want to catch up on, mm. on some of the information we've got, like I said before, nutrition, training for bodybuilders, food prep in there. So check out the previous episodes. There's a lot of good information and takeaways for you in there. And we also have some great downloadables on our website. So check out our blog posts. Um, we've got, you know, weekly meal prep planner. We've also got key tips there. Um, a few videos of Dan doing some workouts at Flex. So, yeah, definitely just uh, go through our website and also have a listen. On our episode today, we have Black Fern Sevens player, Michaela Blyde. She was born in New Plymouth. She's only 22 years old to date. Former New Plymouth Girls High student. She made her first appearance in the black jersey when she was still at high school in the Noosa competition. So that's, that's a great crazy. effort. Michaela is HSBC top try scorer for Women's Rugby World Cup Sevens 2018. Top try scorer in World Series. Named DHL Impact Player of the Year in 16, 17 and 18. World Rugby Sevens Player of the Year for 2016 and 17. Also Commonwealth Gold for Black Fern Sevens NZ. Far out achievement. So, Michaela, hi, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Um, We're very lucky to have you in today because you just got back from San Fran. So, it's been a couple of days. So, we've. How many? Two days? Two days? Three? Uh, Tuesday morning we arrived. And here you are. Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. 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 We're very blessed. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, we just wanted to start with uh, Fast Five, is Mm -hmm. where I get random questions and you just answer this or that. Okay. Active wear or normal clothes? Oh, active wear. Are you a uh, cook and wash your dishes or you cook and then wash dishes at the end? Cook and wash. Um, hit training or weight training if you had to pick one? Hit. I know you watch Love Island, so yes. Heartbreak Island or Love Island? Love Island. Which one? UK or Oz? UK. Oh, definitely. Really? It's almost the same as Shortland Street. It's like, like the, the you drama. love Shortland. I know how much Shortland you love Shortland Street. She's a huge fan. It's going to be Sundays. It's going to be six days a week, so <laughs> I watch trash TV. Yeah. yeah. Like any girl would do. Yeah. yeah. And the last question, pasta or pizza? Pizza, yes. All right. Perfect. <laughs> so... We were just going to start off with your journey. When was the point when you were like, I think I'm going to yeah, pursue like, yeah, rugby. T- tell, tell us some background. I, yeah. I want to know a bit of background because mm-hmm. and, and I know you've come out of a bit of a track background as yep. well, done some yep. sprinting of 400 metres. Is that correct? Uh, I tried 400, but it was 100. mainly 100, 200. Mainly 100, 200. Still good. Fit for 400. <laughs> okay, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably that. the hardest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. For me, it first started when I was five. Um, yeah. So rugby was our first sport for myself and my three brothers. Yeah. Because both my parents played rugby. So it was kind of like, a, yeah, I don't care. You're going to go play rugby. <laughs> so and we have three brothers. Right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I kind of yeah. had no choice. Yep. Um, so I started when I was five, um, just played for our um, little home club team in Taranaki, which was um, Clifton Rugby Club. Nice. Clifton, shout out to Clifton shout Rugby out. Club. Yeah. Shout out to Taranaki. Clifton. <laughs> oh, I played to about the age of eight, but because of how small I was, I was playing with a bunch of boys and girls that were two years younger than me. Yeah. And so that in that way, my mum could coach myself and my little brothers together because right. it was difficult having three. Because I've got the twins are my younger brothers, so it was difficult for my parents to be with three different teams. Yep. Yeah. So I always play alongside them, but then it got to a point where I had to move up to the tackle age grade, and I think that was about the ninth grade or tenth grade or something. Yeah. But being this high and this skinny, <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, a bit nervous about playing tackle with the boys. Yeah. So I decided now I'll go play soccer. So I played soccer for my primary school. I started playing for Taranaki at like the age of 12. Then I played for Central. So I had a pretty good pathway with soccer. Yeah. But then to the side, I also had athletics. So I was doing, I started athletics at five as well, doing mainly hundreds and two hundreds at Colgate Games. Yeah. Represented Taranaki a couple times. But then I got to the age about of maybe 15. And this, it was quite funny because I literally... At that age, I was kind of thinking, no, I don't really want to do athletics anymore. And then the Sevens campaign came up. So it was kind of like one of those things where it's like happens for a reason kind of thing. (laughs) So I stopped doing athletics at about the age of 15. And then in 2012, my mum at the time was working at the Taranaki Rugby Union. She was the secondary school liaison officer. Mm. And so she was getting all the inside of things quite early. Yep. So she's like, oh, she's saying to me, oh, MG, um, you're going to have to go trial for this. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I don't really want to, but okay. <laughs> she's like, no, no, I feel like you have to. So what it was called was the Go for Gold campaign. So there were trials all over New Zealand for any girls, any yeah. age, any sport who wanted to give sevens a go. And so there were about maybe... I want to say like 60 girls from Taranaki that turned up to this trial. Yeah. And we did the yo-yo test, speed testing, and then just real basic fundamental skills. So you're catching parts, you're tackling, breakdown stuff. Then a week later, it got broken down to 30 girls. Mm. So then we went to another trial. At that trial, the coach, Sean Horan, was at that trial. He was watching in the stadium, like just keeping an eye out on all of us. Like, to me, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, oh, yeah, this is going to be cool. Like, let's play one game and then nothing will go forward from it. I didn't really realise how big of a deal it was. Like, I didn't realise that it was for the Olympic Games. Like, it was potentially going to become, like, a professional job for women. I was just kind of like, I'm I'm here for fun kind of thing. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And so about three of us girls, myself, Gail Broughton, who's still in the team, and Lauren Burgess, we were the three from Taranaki that were picked to be in this wider New Zealand squad. Yeah. And so we just went to camps, just training at home. Obviously, it wasn't professional, so Lauren still had to work. Gail and I had to go to school. Yeah. Yeah. So this was um, still when you were your 15. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 16, just gone 16. 16. Gail okay. was yep. 15. Yep. So we were the young ones of the yeah. squad, and yep. it was quite funny turning up to camps. We'd gone to Waiuru, Hamilton, Auckland, Taupo, and I was kind of one of those girls that had never really held a tackle shield before. So I was still <laughs> that real shy, skinny little white like, girl, like just uh, hiding behind everyone. And yeah, it just kind of went from there. I just continuously yeah. made squads of 50, then it broken down to 40, yeah. 30, 20, yeah. and everything was just kind of falling into place. It was going yeah. really well, and in the end, it's... 
just become a professional job for 22 girls now. You know, we're sponsored, we've yeah. got yeah. contracts, we fly business class. You nice. know, it's just full-on jobs. <laughs> so I know it was actually quite a smart move to not play uh, do athletics anymore. Yeah, but I guess awesome. touching on the athletics, that's a big part of your success in the game mm. today is, is your speed is yeah. probably your biggest weapon. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, I would say that majority of the reason that I was kind of sighted in the first place was because yeah. I was very fast and very fit from soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Once I started to go to more camps and that, I was told that I couldn't play soccer anymore, I couldn't play touch, I just had yeah. to play rugby for my school. So my year 13 year was a little bit boring, I guess you could say. <laughs> so I started to lose a little bit of the fitness because I wasn't playing like five different sports. Yeah. But, you know, I stuck to it. And, yeah, the speed is definitely something that helps with my game today, being on the wing. And it's quite interesting because I went from just training sprinting mm. to then going into the sport where I've got to do Broncos, yo-yo test, gym twice a day. And then speed was kind of like pushed to the side a little bit. Right. So I kind of had to keep that up myself. But yeah, I mean, six years down the track, I've still got it. So yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, still yeah. very helpful. I'm still on the wing, so yeah. that helps. I'm not put in the props yet, so yeah, it's a good, good start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find it interesting that you say that, you know, speed's not a massive focus of, mm-hmm. of the training where, like in the game of sevens, there's no substitute for speed. Yeah. You know, if you've got speed, you, you've got a massive mm-hmm. leg up in, on, on the field. Yeah, absolutely. It was kind of one of those things at the beginning where if you want to be fast, then work on it yourself. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Nowadays, we've had our new trainer, Brad Anderson. He's been with us since the start of 2017. Okay. And about three trainings a week, the first thing we do is speed. Yes. Right. Um, so he's really emphasised it in the last two seasons, which I feel has helped me massively because before the Olympics, I lost quite a bit of speed. Yeah. And mm. I was I remember getting told by my coach, who's obviously not our coach now, he said to me, you're not fast enough to be on the wing. So I had to go into strike prop, uh, which is a very, how, very <laughs> how did that, how did you take that? Like that, that's, a big, was, that's a big thing. I was thing. I low key offended because yeah. I was like, yeah. wow, well, I'm only here because I'm fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? It's a new position. Competing in the scrums and the lineouts yeah. was something I never thought I'd ever do. But in that season leading into the Olympics, that's my main focus was those scrums and lineouts. Yeah. But yeah, that didn't really work because I didn't make the Olympic team. So it was kind of disappointing because I thought I would have a better chance on the wing. Yeah. But at the time, I just, I simply just wasn't fast enough. And that's fair enough because you can't compete at the Olympics being 50%. So I took it on the chin, whatever, moved on from it. But then when our new coach came along, who used to be our assistant coach, he was like, nah, Minnie, you're a winger. You're not a prop. Mm. So he had faith in me to bring back my speed, bring yep. back my fitness. And since then, it's just I've just been on fire pretty much. Yeah. Like I've, so I can't cool. play anywhere else now. Especially with your speed. I know. Yes. I, was sitting, I was sitting and watching the game and, yeah. and, and there was times where you had the outside and I'm just yelling at the screen, go for it. And I'm like, back yourself and go. One because of my worst fears is getting taken out. out yeah, yeah. So it's a real – my assistant coach, Corey Sweeney, he's been in the background. He's been our trainer for Bay of Plenty for a little bit. And he – has kind of taught us to accelerate, then decelerate and cut back in. Yes. Because uh, then that brings in about three, four defenders. So it's worked out quite well for me. But, um, yeah. yeah, I'll only take the edge if I know I won't get taken out. But yeah, if there's yeah, any yeah. chance that I'll get touched by the sideline, I'm like, oh, nah, yeah. cut back in. <laughs> yeah, nah. I mean, in all honesty, the way um, our team plays, the only reason that I, be- I get those 
spaces on the outside is because of the girls that are playing at mm. centre in the middle. Yeah. They're doing so much work, it's ridiculous. You know, yeah. I'm getting all these try-scoring awards and that, but I feel bad because half of them are because the girls that are on my inside are creating so much space for me. I literally just have to run straight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're the ones turning over the ball, distributing the ball very well because my passing is at, like, 40%, let's be honest. <laughs> and, yeah, they're making all the tackles for us to still be able to have the ball. So, yeah. honestly, it's all credit to them. Do you have races at training? Is there something <laughs> yes. that you like yes. to do? It's, not, it's all of us. Honestly, it's yeah. all of so us. So competitive? Yeah, we yeah, are extreme. Ruby Tui is the worst. Honestly, she is the worst. She's like... We'll be having our 20-metre sprints that we have before our skills training. Yeah. And she's, like, doing the whole running over the <laughs> yeah. finish line going, yeah, have I won? Yeah. Like, she's honestly the worst. And she'll scream if oh, she wins. Like, she hates losing. I hope Ruby's listening to this. So yeah, well, let's hope so. Honestly, she's... Yeah. But it's good because it makes us train harder and yeah. it makes us yeah. want to be better. So if you have people that are kind of like, oh, it's okay, you can yeah, win. Yeah. It's like, well, no, you don't want push that. me, you know, exactly. kind of thing. So, no, it's really good. Give us a rundown. Yeah. What's a weekly of your when you are training for, like, Commonwealth and stuff like that? A normal training week when we're not in camp. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll have speed, fitness and skills in the morning. And they go for? Maybe, like, an hour hour and a half. An hour and a half. Two hours maximum. Yeah. And then we'll have gym in the afternoon for, again, hour and a half-ish. Yeah. So that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We have Thursday off. Yeah. And then Friday is the same, skills and fitness in the morning, gym in the afternoon. And then we train on our own on Saturday morning. We've got to do our own fitness on the morning. So whether that's going for a run on the road, another fitness session on the field or a bike session, like it's of your own choice. Yeah. But it has to be aerobic, so... It's got to be, be hard. Cardio. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be cardio. Are you using heart rate monitors or anything like that? Like, what yeah. sort of technology are you using with your training? We, um, the only time we use that is when we're in camp as a squad, okay. when we've separated into our regions, not so much. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we have the GPS bras with the yeah. GPS and the heart rate monitor to do all that techno, how many Ks we're running, yeah. how fast mm. we're running kind of thing. So that's yeah. always in camp, outside of camp, not so much. It's just too difficult because our trainer lives in Auckland. Right. Um, and then our coach lives in Auckland as well. So tell me a bit about your strength training when you are sort of in the gym. Is strength a big focus? Are we? Are you focused on putting more muscle mass size or, or, are, the, or are the wingers yeah. focusing on purely speed? Or, yeah. Um, or what, what are you looking for? One of the main focuses that we have when we come back from off-season, our trainer always says you have to come back ready to train. Mm. Yeah. It's not that you've got to be fit. You don't have to be as strong as ever, but yeah. just be on your feet and be ready to train. Don't have any niggles. Yeah. Don't have any illnesses. You know, you need to be ready for training. Yeah. And I think that's probably the main focus when it comes to off-season. I remember last off-season... Most of the girls went on holiday, but it's kind of like ingrained in our mind that we've still got to do something. You know, you can't just train 24-7 and then stop. Like, it's really, really difficult. And so naturally, we'll do something. Naturally, we'll go for a run. We'll go to the gym just because we want to. It's part of your DNA. Like, you're not built to sit on the couch. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's it's our job, you know. We're still getting paid in that off-season to train, you know. Obviously, it's not full-time. What do you like to do at the gym if you, you know, Um, could choose? I don't really have a favourite. Yeah. Probably upper body A. 
Yeah. But I would say well, only look because at your that's arms. my strength. Shout oh, out to Michaela's arms. Thank you. Thank you. We'll get, we have to get a photo, <laughs> get a photo of, of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I, not like you, you look like you missed leg day. Either, <laughs> you know, so. I don't mind leg day. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind leg day. But um, it's probably not my biggest strength, in all okay. honesty. Yeah. Um, when it, Especially when I compare to the other girls, I would yeah. say it's more my upper body. Yeah. No, I'm not the strongest in any area. I don't have the, the strongest bench press. I don't, I don't have the strongest pull-ups, you know. But it's definitely something that I pride myself in. Yeah. Yeah. But... I do have to, you know, keep up with the leg day because if, <laughs> if I'm slow, then I don't have a job, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be put in the forwards. So I need to obviously keep up with that sort of stuff as yeah. well. But I definitely, I, I can't stand core. Yeah. Core's a myth. Core's hard. It's a myth. Yeah, who does You're doing core? core when you're doing everything. You've, you've got to engage your core. So doing yeah. separate stuff to the side. I'm yeah. just like, oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. We'll make sure your trainer's probably not listening to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, sorry. He's going to probably go go about it because he yeah. knows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll probably be like, I don't care, Minnie. Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. Um, Fine. Do you have a specific diet? Not so much. Like, yeah. um, the first four years leading into the 2016 Olympics, I feel like that was pushed quite a bit. Yeah. But for me personally, I'm kind of like, I'll eat what I want, but yeah. I've just got to train it off the next day. Cool. Obviously... It's like the training thing. It's just naturally that we've got to eat meat and veggies. Like, it's just what you've got to do. But my diet in the last two days has been McDonald's, butter chicken, <laughs> and Thai. Blast. So I've enjoyed myself this Good. last 72 hours since being home. But to put that in context for those that are listening that aren't an athlete and training, like, you're training up to three, four times, four times a day. A, yeah, yeah, day, yeah, twice, yeah, twice a day for, like, Six hours. Yeah. So, so, so we're burning it off. It's not exactly. like it's just sitting there. And then that's what I'm saying. Put it into context. Yeah. You're doing a lot of work versus yeah. compared to a person that would go to like a one hour session. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But our um, our nutritionist Dane Baker, who's also with the Chiefs, he's really good when it comes to um, giving ideas of what we can and can't eat, kind of yeah. thing. And we do have our likes and dislikes, and he understands that, so he works yeah. around that sort of yeah. stuff. So he's really good with it. But when it comes to the protein, your creatine, your um, pre workout. You know, that sort of stuff is not pushed. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much, if you want it, it's there. We have protein at the end of our trainings in a chili bun, mm. and our trainer will distribute that every training. If you want it, you want it. If you don't want it, fair enough. But yeah. we are definitely pushed to eat protein or of some sort after training. So that's mm. definitely pushed. Mm. For me personally, I don't really like protein shakes. Yeah. Like, it's kind of been one of those things that I've grown up with since starting seven, so since 16 years yeah. old. And I've learnt what I can work around and what my body um, reacts to, I guess you mm. could say. With sevens, it's like all blacks and then there's like um, sevens, rugby for guys. Do you feel like it's a overlooked thing, like with women? I think we bought contracts in around, what was the year, maybe 2014? Yeah. Because um, I remember the first contract I was on. Yeah. And I don't mind sp- um, spelling about this. I was on a contract of seven and a half grand of Far one year. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously before tax. So yes. all up, I probably earned about four grand. Oh, wow. um, so for some of the girls, it was completely different, obviously. Mm. But yes, at that time, most of us still had to work or study. Yeah. Um, so for me in 2014, I just finished school. So I couldn't afford to move away from home. Mm. I just simply couldn't. So I stayed at home with my family. Um, we're dairy farmers, so that was easy. Yeah. I just worked on the farm with my dad. Yeah. But then I was also studying um, distance learning with Massey University. Yeah. So for majority of the girls leading into the Olympics, yep, that was our life. We had to wake up early in the morning, go and train, go to work or go to university, and then train after work wow. in university. So mm. it wasn't like it was full-time at all, mm. and yet we were – 
a professional team yeah. who were travelling overseas, got given all this Adidas gear, but yet we still had to go to work. Yeah. So it was difficult at the time. But I think it's been completely different since about 2015, 16. But yes, we were overlooked big time. Yeah. We weren't given the sponsors. We weren't given the money that we deserved. But, you know, we worked hard. Yes. We proved to the whole country that, you know what, we're the best in the world. Exactly. And we got what we deserve. So now we're full-time. We've been full-time since, I think, around... I think about 2015, 2016 that we've been full-time and properly looked at as a full-time team, professional team. It's improved massively. Like, for example, in 2012, when the first team was selected to go to the Oceana tournament in Fiji or something, the jerseys they were given were men's sizes. It wasn't a woman's size 12 or a woman's size 10. It was a men's small or a men's medium. And so... At the time, we were kind of like one of those teams that were like, oh, you can just have the leftovers. Yeah. Right. But now we've got fully fitted jerseys no. that are for women. <laughs> yeah. We look like ladies. Yeah. We've got actual like shorts that make us legs look very toned, not like your boyish ones yeah. that are like yeah. down to your knees. <laughs> no, we look we look awesome now. So nice. <laughs> we got all the gears and yeah, it's completely different now. Yeah. So yeah. it's really good. Yeah. Do you think it's the success that you're having or is it maybe the, the skill level of the woman has increased or what's yeah, your opinion on it? I would say it's probably a bit of everything. You know, yeah. the skill level has improved massively over yeah. the last six years. Teams struggled to catch and pass back in the days, but yeah. now it's just incredible. You can't take any team lightly. Yeah. It's so yeah. much harder than what it used to be. And I guess the fact that with our success, obviously we were quite successful in the World Series. We won like two, three World Series in a row. Mm. We've only lost two. The one recently and then the one leading into the Olympics. And then obviously you're getting a silver at the Olympics, which was disappointing at the Mm. time. But when you think about it, I mean, I was in the stands. I was a travelling reserve. Mm. I didn't get any of those goodies. I didn't get a medal. And I was there as like a sub, I guess you could say. And to look back and think, you know what, those girls did amazingly from what we were going through and to still get silver is incredible. So, yes, success has definitely helped. And the fact that we're winning tournaments is, you know, people wanting to watch us. If we weren't, it would be a little bit more difficult, obviously, because they were like, oh, they suck anyway. But we're not. We're really, really good. (laughs) And we're really successful. So I think that helps bringing in the supporters as well. Yep. When you say things that you're going through at the Olympics, is that the professionalism not quite there? Is, is that More so the fact that our culture wasn't right. Okay. Mm. Every team goes through it. Every yep. single professional team goes through it. And it's interesting talking about it to people that aren't in our environment because mm. mm. on the outside, as weird as I put that, it looks like we're just this professional team that get given yeah. everything that we want. We're travelling overseas, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But on the inside in the environment, it was evil. Like mm. it was just no... There was no love. It was... Yeah. Everyone was just tunneled vision, I want to make the Olympic team. And so it kind of turned into quite a negative environment. Mm. And, like, without putting the blame on any individuals or whatsoever, it was everyone. It was everyone contributing to the negativity. And if you haven't got your off-field culture right, then your rugby isn't going to work. On the field. Exactly, Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's what's made a massive 360 change with having Alan Bunting as our coach. The first thing he did when he was appointed as our head coach Mm. in... October 2016, he focused on our culture. Off-field stuff is the most important thing before our on-field because if you're hating each other, you're going to hate each other on the field. But because our culture has just been pinpoint, we've just got this incredible bond. We love each other. You know, we have a good relationship with not only each other but with the management. Mm. And so our on-field has just been good and everyone can see that now. And every time we get interviewed, everyone's like, talk, tell us about this sisterhood. Tell us about this bond because we can see it but – you guys are the ones that are feeling yeah. it in there. Yeah. And it's just it's an unbreakable bond, honestly. And that's, that's been helping us in the last two seasons, that's for sure. If you're not 
you know, clicking off the field mm. when it comes to working hard to make the yes. extra tackle or, oh, or chase that person down, you yep. know, it's not going to happen. Or even it? the communication. Like, oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. if you're not communicating properly as a team, yeah. it's a bit tricky, yeah. eh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What's, like, the biggest challenges of being in that sport and a professional athlete? That's a funny one because, you know, in a professional environment, yeah. you're getting all this... Well, obviously, we're not the highest paid team, but yeah. we're, we're getting paid. We're getting the free gear. So you would think, oh, they're living such a beautiful life. Yeah. But I think one thing that just probably wasn't working well was our relationship with management. Yeah. We had a completely different management team to what we do now. And if players aren't working well with the coach or with the trainer, then it kind of just turns into this really negative environment. Right. And that's exactly what happened. So, um, and our own management work weren't working well together. Yeah. Obviously, you have your arguments with yeah. everyone. You know, that's just life. But it was like an argument every day. Yeah. It just wasn't healthy. So, yeah, I mean, being in that professional environment, it's harsh. Yeah. If you're not yeah. playing well, you're cut. Like, you got to get a job. It is a cutthroat industry. It really is. If you're yeah. not playing well, you're not in the team kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, you've got to perform every single tournament. You've got to perform at every training. Because yeah. if you don't, Go get an office job, you know, because right. you can't, you, you just won't be in the team. So yeah. it is a really harsh environment. And I think that kind of got to that, to everyone's heads leading into the Olympics. It was like, crap, like I need to, I need to be here or I'm going. Yeah. I need to go to the Olympics. I need to make that team. Because it was obviously our first Olympics for women's sevens. Yeah. yeah. And so everyone wanted to play really well. They wanted yes. to be in that team. Well, who and doesn't want to? Exactly. Uh, who doesn't want to be in that? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, I mean, it's making yeah. history. It's the yeah. first Olympic team for not just us, for any women's team, because it was our first first time sevens being in the Olympics. Yeah. So we wanted to make it the best Olympics that we could. But we've learned some lessons, and we had to start somewhere. Mm. We've started somewhere, and now we're going up from there. Upwards so now. Yeah, yeah, it's been hey, really silver's good. Silver's not, not a bad no. place to start. Exactly. You know, you know, exactly. You've only got one more to jump up until you're at the top. Exactly. You know? yeah. And so, I think yeah. the fact that to get a silver, you've got to lose a game, yeah. whereas if you get bronze, you've won that game to get bronze. So yeah. it's a completely different emotion when you're winning silver and bronze and gold, obviously. Mm. But, you know, Getting silver to Australia was probably not what we wanted. Right. It wasn't what it, our goal. Our campaign was called, was called "Go for Gold," not yeah. "Go for Silver." Yeah, and yeah. so we wanted to follow on with that campaign name. And probably the hardest team to lose against, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but in, in saying that, Australia just were playing amazingly. You At know, the time, that yeah. whole series leading into the Olympics, they were unbeatable. Yeah. They really uh, were, and um, they were dominant. Yeah. And in the end, they won. So all credit to them because they just had an incredible season. And we couldn't win a tournament, so we were struggling. Yeah, mm. but come 2018, exactly. it's a whole different yeah, exactly. story. Yeah, now. and we've just yeah. turned it around completely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Commonwealth gold, World Cup yeah. gold. Yeah, we. Um, it was interesting, the, the World Series leading into this year, so we started in Dubai last year in December, yeah. and we came fifth. Yeah. So it wasn't a very good start, and we started panicking because it was like, crap, are we going to begin that trend where Australia dominate in the pinnacle event years? Yeah. Because mm. that's what happened in the Olympics. They they played amazingly from Dubai onwards, Olympics, they won. Yeah. Whereas that's when we started to kind of go downhill, and then we stayed here, and then went like this, and then right. kind of went up a bit, and then got silver. Yeah. So we didn't want to start, we didn't want to continue that trend. Yeah. But we didn't exactly get off on the right foot because we got fifth in Dubai and then got a hiding from Aussie in Sydney this year in February or something. So we were a little bit nervous. We were like, oh, you know, the next tournament was Com Games. We changed some things. We focused on Aussie's game plan because how the tournament was working, if we were going well, we were always going to come up with Aussie in the final. Mm. So we focused on that. But in saying that, we still focused at one game at a time. I can't remember who we had first. 
Oh, Kenya. So we got Kenya and South Africa done out the way. Then we had Canada mm. in our last pool play. Who are pretty good. Who the, are pretty yeah, good, the, you know. And when team, it comes yeah. to pinnacle events, they do step up. Yeah. When it comes to yeah. playing against the Black Jersey, they step up. Yeah. So we had to get through that game first too. And we... It was funny because we ended up having like five girls on the on the field at a time because myself and Sarah Goss got a yellow card. Yeah. And they still couldn't beat us. You know, that's how on fire we were at the yeah. time. You yeah. know, we... We focused on that Commonwealth Games. We had a really, really good training week or two training weeks previous, even mm-hmm. though we lost Ruby to the mumps. Um, we lost another girl uh, to injury just after the team was named. We lost Tyler in the warm-up for the final. Yeah. Um, so oh, our no. 13th player had to come into the changing room yeah. ready to be on the bench, you know. So it was a hectic Commonwealth Games build-up. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But, yeah, we always knew that we were going to come up with Aussie in the final. Yeah. And as the whole country saw, it was a ridiculous final. It was crazy. We yeah. went to extra time. I but um. I feel like if we had the culture that we used to have back in 2016, we wouldn't have won that wouldn't game. Have got through, yeah. But because we had each other's back, yeah. we were, we'd gone through all these adversities previous yeah. to the Com Games, and that built this massive connection. We were like, you know what? We may have lost a player to sickness. We may have lost someone mm. into injury in the warm-up, but we were kind of like, that's all right. We've still got this. Yeah. Yeah. We're okay. We were calm, we were collected, and we were confident, and then it showed in that game. Yeah, we ended up cool. winning. Thank you, Kelly Brazier. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think everybody Shout was standing and yelling at like, I was just hoping she didn't run out of legs eh, on that try. I just, oh, yeah. But Kelly's like the fittest in the team. Yeah. So she's she one of those She seems like girls. a worker. Like she just, is. Yeah. Like, I'm going to say her age. Sorry, Kelly. She's 27 <laughs> years old, yeah. and she's a freak. You know, she's still... Hey, still young. Yeah, she's still <laughs> young. I'm like, she's been playing for New Zealand for, like, freaking nearly <laughs> 10, 10 years. years or something, yeah. you know, and she's still beating every... She's beating the young girls in a Bronco test, you know. Yeah. It's no surprise that she was the one that could step up and still run 80 metres in the yeah. 15th minute of a game, you know. So, yeah, it was really, it was really cool to see her running that last yeah. 80 metres because I was on the other side of the field absolutely buggered seeing stars <laughs> yeah. like, but then I'm all of a sudden she scored and I was okay and yeah. I could yeah. run over <laughs> oh the adrenaline was woo yeah, I was going to say you, you guys must have been so happy at the end of that like what uh, was, what was everyone yeah, yeah. Like, everyone feeling yeah. like yeah. What? I could, oh, because we get given the games on our phone on yeah. game plan so we can analyse it and that. And when Kelly scored that try, when Aussie scores a try, the crowd was insane. Right. We scored a try, it was still insane, but, but no way near as loud. Yeah. And so when Kelly scored that try, it was a beautiful sound to hear silence because yeah. it was like, yes, <laughs> like <laughs> that's that. because you guys have just lost. Yeah. It still felt like a home crowd to us though because yeah. everyone had family over there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then people that had family of friends of family were over there, you know? Yeah. So it was ridiculous. It was like a home crowd for us so that was definitely helpful it pushed us for that final because yeah. we knew that we had family there cheering for us and crying with us and panicking with us you yeah. know so that was the best 80 meter sprint that I've made to someone <laughs> who had scored a try because usually I'm just like oh, yeah, whatever I'm, yeah. Gonna yeah. Away. I'm done yeah I'm gonna go rest <laughs> so no we were all t- we were in, in tears, tears. Yeah. We were in tears and screaming and cheering at the same time but crying and yeah. dying of yeah. like Needing dehydration yeah. at the same yeah. time yeah no it was crazy Talking about sevens, like you're in the 14th minute of the game, you've absolutely got nothing left in the tank. What's your drive or what gets you going? When it comes to fitness, I like to think of myself that when I'm doing this particular sprint, the last rep or whatever, I imagine that it's that last sprint in that yeah. Yeah. 14th minute of the game. A prime example is the one that we've just played, obviously, in the World Cup. We had a scrum and the last play of the game, we were up 
I can't even remember what the score was, 20-something nil. The final one. Yeah. Um, and 20 nil. You won 27 nil in that game. Right? Oh, yeah. So it was 20 nil. Yeah. <laughs> I just scored my second try and I was done. My yep. physio came over to give me water and I was like, because you've got five subs, obviously. I said, is that all five subs done? And she's like, yeah, you've got to stay on, Minnie. And <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> you got to go. Really loudly. <laughs> and she's like, just think of all the times that you've been in this. I was dying. I was like, yeah. like going like this, like trying <laughs> to find some oxygen because I was dying. And she's like, how many times have you been in this situation yeah. when there's no subs and you're tired and you've got to stay on? And I said, I've been on this situation too many times. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was angry. I needed a break. But then I was thinking to myself, I had my partner in the crowd. Yeah. I thought to myself, I've got my family watching me. And if they see me come off because I'm tired, they'll, they'll be it. disappointed. Yeah. You know, you come off because you're told to, not because you want to kind of thing. And then so we had that scrum and we called our move, which is that one when I run the short ball off the yep. centre. Yep. And Gail, who was my centre at the time, she looks at me and she's like, you're right, Minnie. And I didn't talk. I couldn't talk. And so I was like this, going. (laughs) And then she turned around to Kelly to say, no, she can't do it. And Kelly was like, too bad. Like, we're doing it. it. And Gail's like, sorry, Minnie, you've got to do it. It's okay. (laughs) Okay, sis, you got this. I I looked at the clock and the hooter had gone. So I was like, okay. It is the last sprint that I have to make until September for pre-season. It is the last time I've got to put 100% effort into something until pre-season. So I've just got to do it. And in the end, I scored. And so, you know, just little things like family. Thinking about, yeah. You know, you're not going to die. I always say to myself, you're not dying. You may be... Like What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You may be physically stuffed. You may be struggling to see the sky right now. Yeah. You may be seeing stars on the ground, but you're not going to die. You're going to yeah. be fine. So, yeah. you know, it's it's oh, everyone's got personal ways yeah. of yeah. motivating themselves to get up. Yeah. But, I mean, you're representing your country. So exactly. that should be enough motivation yeah. to get up and do what you've got to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think New Zealand as a, as a nation, you know, how many, you know, guys or girls would love to put on their black jersey. So I yeah. think there's always something that, you know, you're not just representing yourself and your family, mm. it's the whole country, which must be a special thing for you to do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. To be, you know, in that role model position yeah. for yes. young girls and boys around the world yeah. and around, um, in New Zealand, it's just incredible. And to be able to say previously we weren't a team that people knew, mm. you know, you'd say, who's the Black Fern Sevens team? Yeah. They'd be like, who? Is that <laughs> hockey? Like, yeah, yeah. what are you on about? But now, you know, we've got our jerseys on for sale in the Adidas store. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's cool. finally getting to that point where people can properly support us. Yes. Yep. They look up to us like we're the All Blacks. And, yeah. you know, there's always going to be that difference there. Yeah. The All Blacks are always going to be up here. Yeah. The men's sevens are always going to be a little bit up here, but we're kind of like... <laughs> yeah, you're getting you know. close. Almost, yeah. I'd almost say we're equal. Oh, right? yeah. But the fact that we've got young kids coming up yeah. to us at every tournament, when we go to games just at home. Yeah, what about you know? in San yeah. Fran? Like i seen on the news, like there was people coming up getting your autographs, like oh, you were absolutely. received so well. We get it to every yeah. single tournament. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, the amount of support that we have around the world is crazy. Yeah. They're probably from USA, from San Fran, and they still wanted to support us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they were wearing All Blacks jersey, and yeah. they were wearing... Like, even just random things that were from New Zealand. Yeah. It may yeah. not have been a Black Ferns jersey, yeah. but you could yeah. see that they were supporting us. They would have the New Zealand flag, Cute. New Zealand scarves. Like, it was amazing. And obviously, back in the day, like, you'd, they'd just come up to us because we were wearing that jersey. Right. It's not like they knew who we were, but they were like, holy crap, yeah. you're a Black Ferns player. I want your signature. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's to that point where they are saying your name in the yes. crowd. Yeah. Like, everyone knows who we are personally. Yeah. And so they're, they're wanting to come up to us and have a photo and have a, yeah. you know, yeah. get our autograph and that. It's awesome. Like, it's an incredible feeling to know that we're role models to these yes. people and they're wanting to meet us and they want yeah, to know is. who we are. It's incredible. Where do you see yourself in uh, 10, 10 years? 
Well, for me personally, a couple of World Cups, you've yeah, done a couple, um, and then you'll carry on. So I've been I've been in the squad since I was sixteen. Yeah, and I remember saying to myself, I've said it a couple of times now. If I make it to 26 and I'm still in this environment, mm. that's 10 years, I'll be happy. Yeah. But, you know, for me, like, you know, I've got my partner. He plays rugby too for the Chiefs, as yeah. you would know, Viv. And, um, so what's his name? Aiden Ross. Aiden, shout out to you. Love you, darling. So he, he's same age as me. You know, yep. we're just yeah. rugby freaks. You know, we're yeah. just wanting to represent our country. Yeah. He wants to carry on playing for the Steamers and the Chiefs. You know, yeah. he's a rugby mad guy as well. So, for me personally, you know, if I make it to the 2024 Olympics, mm. I'll be stoked. Okay. Yeah. Everything that I do from now is a bonus for yeah. me. It's just an absolute honour. And so, if I make it to 28, if I go play at the Olympics in 2024, for me that will be everything. Dreams. That will be dreams. Yeah. That's my goal. Cool. And then from there, we'll have to see because... You'll get married. Oh, I need your babies. You need a room? I need to make little, little like, black-room yeah. babies. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. 20, if I make it to 28, I'll be happy. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Just to all those girls out there that are listening yeah. or will listen to it, you know, definitely give the game a go. You never know what could happen. There's so many opportunities for girls to represent their region, represent their country at such young ages as well. So it's incredible. But definitely follow the Black Ferns Instagram page. You'll see everything on there of what we go through, all the achievements that each player does, um, the scores, and same with the the All Black Sevens Instagram. They're the same as well. But follow Black Ferns because they're cooler. (laughs) (laughs) Give them a bit Um, But also... There's the 15s girls playing in August, I think. So give them a watch out, give them a follow. They'll be on our um, Instagram page as well. So I think they play in Sydney, and I'm pretty sure they may play in Auckland or something. So, yeah, yeah, definitely keep an eye out for them and give them a massive support. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been, oh, thank you it's for having been, me. Yeah. This has it been the easiest good. interview ever. It's just like yep. a casual conversation. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why can't thing. every interview be like this? Why can't every media press release be like this? <laughs> I know. Well, that's all for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening in. Make sure you grab a free trial at any of our flexes. Come along and see what we're all about. Also check out on our website to get free downloadables and also blog posts that are related to the current podcast. And that's it. Au revoir.